This is Jennifer Polinus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue City. Let's go! Do it live. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is a show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here. On your Tuesday evening live fire fun and frivolity show. If you want to jump in tonight, two great guests that you may want to jump in and have fun and frivolity with. Here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening. In case you can get the newsletter, it is the second Tuesday of a brand new month. That, of course, means a regular visit from the creator of AmazingRibs.com. Meathead will be joining us. And we have a multitude of topics to cover this evening. We'll get the monthly update on rubs and sauces and how they are progressing and if we are holding true to the last date given to us on release, which was January. A month later, we'll see if he's still on track. We will also talk about the brand new news or the brand news that Weber just dropped. So dropping in as many months Brand new iTeams right here on the Barbecue Central Show. We'll talk to Meathead about what he has just recently found out. We will also talk about when a product garners a do not recommend from AmazingRibs.com. And a lot of manufacturers put a lot of worth and value into making sure that they garner a positive review from AmazingRibs.com. Uh, AmazingRibs.com because it is a go-to authority. Manufacturers believe that if they get the backing of AmazingRibs.com, however unbiased they are, that that puts them in a certain position in the market and will help move items and move units. But what happens when you get a not recommended or cannot recommend from AmazingRibs.com? We'll have that discussion with Meathead as well. Plenty of other stuff to get to. And I would encourage you, as I do each second Tuesday of every month, that if you've always wanted to talk to Meathead, this is the time to do it. Call in 216-220-0966. 
and we will put you up. You can ask your question directly to Meathead, or you can comment to me or to Meathead directly, and you will get our feedback. So Meathead in his usual first hour, then we will move to the second hour. We had a little programming situation on the guests. We had to reschedule a little bit. My second hour guest was slated for the 935 segment. However, we have moved him now to the full second hour. He is the pit master of Mo Kason Barbecue. Big Mo Kason rejoins the show. I believe in the newsletter I made a tremendous error. I linked Mo Kason BBQ with Big Mo San. Uh, big, <laughs> it's a tough time with the lips tonight, folks. I believe I linked it with Big Mo Kason BBQ, which, of course, is a bad link. And as many of you quickly pointed out to me, but I just can't go. I can't pull all that back and say, hey, I've made a bad link. How do I fix that? I'd have to resend out more newsletters alerting you to the bad link. I'm sure you could Google it and find Mo's website. I tried my hardest, but for some reason, big Mo case on just rolls off the tongue for me. So. When I was writing the link, I wrote Big Mo Kason BBQ, but it's Mo Kason BBQ, the real working website. And we will talk to Mo in the second hour. Obviously, we will be leading with the article that is now, what, almost two weeks old, where within the reading of the article, you would find him taking specific shots at other barbecue joints in Des Moines. It was also thrown around that Mo might be opening his own barbecue restaurant. So before his joint is even open, and I don't know if there's question to whether it will even open or not, it sounded like there were some things that were going on. We will get further clarification from Mo in the second hour on that as well. But before he even opened the door, there was a shot at a barbecue restaurant that is in the in the the register's top barbecue restaurants in 2020 and then of course probably the more famous restaurant that a lot of us would know within the live fire community in Des Moines of course is Darren Wars Iowa Smoky D's so we'll talk to Mo all about it is he going to walk anything back is he doubling down was there misquotes We'll get it all straight from Mo's mouth, and then you can further make your determinations from there. Uh, we were going to have Jackie Taylor, which is completely off the board when it comes to barbecue and grilling, uh, but she had some other things that she wanted to handle this evening, which I completely understand. This allows me to make sure that we're not rushing through any of the Mokason stuff because we want to spend the time with that and make sure that we get through all of that. And we will reboot Jackie down the line. And that's going to be a great interview. I'm telling you right now, it's not barbecue and grilling related. A lot of Hell's Angel relation to that, if you can believe it. A lot of motorcycle gang stuff. A lot of murder and salacious activity. So I'm looking forward to hooking up with Jackie Taylor when she could make that happen, but no big deal. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat. Facebook and Twitch has a video feed slash BBQ Central Show. You can also find a YouTube video feed over at slash RD Rempe. It is February 9th. So two days ago, 
finds the official anniversary of the live version of the Barbecue Central show. 13 years right here doing the live fire show. Now breaking into its 13th year. It was February 7th, 2008. That was the first time the show aired live. It was a complete and utter disaster. But there wasn't a lot of live shows covering the live fire industry at that point. I believe there were zero shows outside of Mr. Barbecue, Bruce Bjorkman, who was on regular radio. I'm sure there were some other barbecue radio shows, but not nearly doing the type of show that I had envisioned at the time. But there wasn't a lot of molds for me to look at. So here we are two days removed from the 13th anniversary. And let me give you a little background on how the show came to be. There was a gentleman out in Los Angeles, California, who was at the time looking to put on a internet radio station. And his brainchild was to have talk radio that was irreverent, entertaining, and cool. That guy's name was Sam Hassan. And I found it, his request or his solicitings through what else? Craigslist said he was looking for talk show hosts. At that point, I was looking to get out of just the podcast, wanted to do a live show. It was serendipitous that I found the Craigslist posting that was in L.A. We hooked up a phone call. He was looking for some regular weekly hosts and some regular daily hosts. I said, I could definitely do a weekly one. I'm kind of doing it now. He was a little apprehensive at first. I had to do a little convincing that I could actually pull off an hour-long show. And 13 years later, here we are. BBS Talk Radio has grown into L.A. Talk Radio with multiple stations and now a video feed. This show has grown from a one-hour show into a two-hour show. There was a short period of time when the show went to a second night on top of the Tuesday show, if you can believe that. 13 years going strong. In fact, the show stronger than ever. I haven't kept a count, and shame on me, but the total count of shows done over the 13 years has to be approaching, if not cresting over the 700 show mark because of additional content releases into the feed. And honestly, it's mind-boggling to me that we're still here 13 years later. And I only have the listeners to thank. Without you, without your interest in both the show and the live fire industry, there would be no show. There would be nothing to talk about. So this is just as much a testament to all of you as it is to me continuing to push this agenda forward. Congratulations to all of us on the achievement. Last month, this show had 34,000 verifiable downloads. After week one in February, we're just shy of 9,000 downloads this month. All verifiable. Always happy to share my data with anyone because it's not fake. So if you have any questions, just ask me. All right, Meathead will be coming up out of the break. I will talk to you quickly about the newest sponsor to the show, Cosmos Q. That's right, based out of Oklahoma, Cosmos Q has been providing both backyard and competition cooks, world championship-level rub sauces, injection soaks, and brines with their exclusive wing dust, which is available on the market today as well. Best of all, 
Every one of their products made right here in the States with all natural ingredients. Cosmos Q continues to break new ground in the rub seasonings and sauce injection world. Results not only proven on the competition trail year after year, but also proven in the backyard as well. More and more backyard warriors are looking to take that barbecue to the next level. There is no better way to do it than by picking world championship quality rub sauces, injections, and marinades. And that's exactly what Cosmos Q brings to your table. Not only is the barbecue game covered, but a whole line of grilling products to help amp up that grilling game as well. By the way, Cosmos definitely knows something about grilling. After all, he is a world championship steak cook. Now, I know I've done a good enough job already at convincing you to give Cosmos a try if you haven't already. But if you need one more thing to push you over to the edge, how about a promo code to save you 10% off on your entire order each and every time you visit the website, CosmosQ.com. That's K-O-S-M-O-S-Q, the letter Q, dot com. Use promo code BBQ Central, all one word, capitalized at checkout. You'll get 10% off your entire order. Snowed in like me. Use this discount code to stock up on everything you'll need when the barbecue season rolls around. If you're able to cook outside all year, use this code to stock up on all the products that you love over there. It's a win-win for everyone. Once again, that code to save 10% on all the Cosmos Q's products is BBQ Central, all one word, and capitalized. And be sure to use it when you check out K-O-S-M-O-S-Q.com. While you're there, make sure you check out the recipe blog, and you got to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Cosmos Q. Are you ready for Meathead? I am. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology, sellers of ceramic cookers, with built-in power draft fans and accessories to make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit bbqguru.com for more information or give them a call at 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Coming on hot. I'm buying time. Meathead is uh, not here. Not sure where Meathead is. Meathead is not here. Let's uh, go ahead and send a quick text message. Tuesday, right? That keeps me hanging on is a memory of smokiness down, down to the, the bone. And remember, Mama said, 
Smoking Joe's barbecue pit was like, no, turn it off. Let's see. Oh. Carl Griffith saying, Old South smoked meat. Been reconsolidating and reorganizing, starting to post. The algorithm got to figure it got to. What? Were you answering somebody, Carl? That one just stuck out as a really big post, so I just decided to toss it up there. See what's happening. Guy the Cooking Sam says Meathead is hiding his bong in the sock drawer. Oh, boy. Bong. And that's a great term. You ever thought about bong? Where did that come from? Water bong, beer bong, flabongo, a lot of bongs happening around the great earth of ours. Well, John Solberg is in the chat room here this evening. Mark Cutler's here. There's Carl. Anthony Lujan, what is up, the? Doug Scheiding is in as well amongst a cast of regulars. Guy the Cooking Sam, as I had mentioned, we say mahalo, aloha, and aloha to Lance Owen. Yes, of course we do. All right, so who knows where the hell Meathead is? Let me go back to my... Did I move that? Oh, shame on me. Let me make sure that I have this right before I start reading it to you. Because we have breaking news. A Barbecue Central Show exclusive news update. That's right. Breaking news right here in Cleveland, Ohio. From the breaking news desk, it's Greg Rampey. Dateline. Spring. (laughs) Dateline Spring 2021. Or earlier today. From Palatine, Illinois. From the Weber Stephen Products Company. The world leader in innovative, high-performance grilling introduced today new smart grills to its top-selling Genesis and Spirit Grill gas, gas grill lines. Oh, my. How about that? The Genesis EX315, 335, the SX335, and the SX315 grills Fuse the brand's Weber Connect technology with its industry-leading gas grills. Weber Connect technology is a precision grilling platform that makes grilling the perfect meal simple for every level of cook via breakthrough Wi-Fi and smartphone-enabled step-by-step grilling experience. Without further ado, we bring in the man to talk about all of this, Meathead. Hey, Meathead. Sorry, I'm late. What happened? <laughs> How dare you? I got worried for you. I'm here. All right. <laughs> well, uh, as in as many months as this year is now old, that being two, Weber has dropped some fairly significant news. I don't remember the last time they've had two months' worth of press releases. Last month, it was the announcement they 
bought Jewel. Uh, I'm sorry, a June, which was the uh, I guess the the back end of whatever their technology division is, and they were bringing it in house, but it was going to function mm-hmm. uh, separately or as a standalone company. But it was all going to be integrated here under the roof. And then you would pass along an article saying today that Weber was going to be introducing a new set of Genesis and Spirit grills that were further integrating Weber Connect technology. So I guess from a high level here, are we really moving to the point where people want to be told at every second of every moment that a live fire appliance is on what they should do and when they should do it? And it is is it a sign of laziness or it is a sign of people wanting to make sure they absolutely nail it and they'll take whatever advice and suggestions they can get through human internet or connected devices? Well, that's a big question. Yes. <laughs> I think it's laziness, think, by the way. I, I think it's convenience. I think um, uh, Weber is aware of the popularity of pellet grills and smokers. They make one now. I think they know that gas grills are awkward. They're inconvenient. They often burn and ruin food. And that um, indoor ovens, you can set it and forget it. And that there's no reason why you can't do the same with an outdoor grill, that it should have a thermostat. Um, A few years ago, my GE oven thermostat controller died on me and i went online and i found a replacement and i uh, repaired it for 30 bucks why can't my weber or other gas grill have a thermostat on it that i can set and control and that i know that i can roast something at 225 or 325 and i can set a timer on it and i i think this is the a logical next step and i've been calling for it for years i've been asking weber when are you going to put a thermostat controller now they've gone the um iphone route they're connecting it to the app and you can control it from there I think this is just a natural progression. I think in another five years, most gas grills will be thermostat controlled. In fact, charcoal grills, which are more crude than gas grills, charcoal grills have had thermostat controllers for years now. The barbecue guru and then the many imitators. There must be at least 10 or 15 in our database of the uh, charcoal grill thermostat controllers. So I think this is absolutely the march of time and the way it's going to go. You made a statement a couple minutes ago saying that the gas grill is uh, inefficient or uh, difficult to deal with. Is inconvenient, it? Inconvenient. Inconvenient, yeah. I mean, is it really? You turn it on. Uh, maybe it takes you uh, some patience three or four, maybe five times to play around with the knobs and see where your temperatures are at. But really, once you have that experience down, it's not that hard at all. And I would say then, that while the charcoal grill is, as you put it, a rudimentary, it's it, it's almost even easier to operate than a gas grill because you have the, I mean, you can set up two-zone cooking that you are a huge fan of, and, and we'll, we could talk about that later. But, uh, but I don't find, I don't mind technology. I don't mind advancements and all of this other stuff 
But some things seem like they could just be left alone because in reality, it's really not that bad. If you would take a few minutes to learn how to, what do we always say? Learn your cooker and then, you know, teach a man to fish, right? A, a, a gas grill is really easy to use if the temperature stays 70 degrees and it never rains and it never snows. And uh, if you um, uh, cook everything at the same temperature, um, you know, let's 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 go back 50 years um, when everything was charcoal. And then somebody came along and invented the gas grill. And um, uh, Gregorius Rempius, your ancestor, sat there and said, we don't need this new technology. Um, Totally agree, by the way. That guy was an absolute genius back then. He probably had a talk radio show where he was talking into a stick or tin cans with a rope. But, I mean, it's really true. I mean, we don't need anything more than a charcoal grill. And certainly it's – I understand convenience, as I'm saying (laughs) – but, I mean, how much more minutiae convenience are we getting with connected devices and apps saying, okay, flip your steak now? Well, we, we may be going a little far sometimes, uh, but uh, I, I think, you know, meat's expensive. People go out and they buy a great ribeye steak and they want it to taste great. And they get, and it's embarrassing to bring a steak in and serve it to your boss or just your family. And it's overcooked. Um, It costs you money. It's embarrassing. People want their food to turn out great. They want to be able to make steakhouse steaks at home. Uh, They want to impress their friends and neighbors. And uh, this is 2021. This is the age of technology. Um, you know, I mean, I heard these same kind of arguments when I launched AmazingRibs.com uh, uh, way back in uh, 2005, I think it was. And uh, I was preaching, get a digital thermometer, get a digital. You need a thermometer to know how your food is doing. And while you're at it, get another one to tell how hot your oven is so you know what you're cooking at. And uh, I don't need a thermometer. I can just poke it with my finger. You know, right? that's ridiculous. I mean, everybody uses thermometers now. In fact, there's, yeah. there, there, I mean, some of them are pretty damn complex. Uh, the, the, you know, I mean, the, the, you, do you want to go back to the age of the horseless carriage? Um, you know, and, and we, I also, also, also I, I hear about these. I, Every time I recommend an electric, a gas grill on, uh, on, on social media, some schmageggy pops up and says, oh, you might as well be cooking indoors. Or that technology, yeah, like you go out and dig a hole in your backyard and throw logs in there and start it on fire and you cook your meat on that. No, you've got a steel device. You've got a metal tube. That's technology, dude, you know? It just keeps marching, and this is the next logical step. And it, the, 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 the urgency came from the pellet world, and it's long overdue, and I think you'll see it all over in the next five years. Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining me here on the show. Just to give you a little further insight as to what this Weber connection is going to offer you. Synchronous grilling results through a digital display on the grill outdoor cooks can tap into weber connect technology precision and accuracy with easy to use visual dashboards and charts charting and uh, recording their cooking experience real-time food monitoring and grill notifications instant flip and serve readouts for instance 
in-app alerts let grillers know when to flip their food and when it's the perfect temperature to serve. You have step-by-step grilling assistance, Wi-Fi connectivity, this is, grilling this is inspiration. Totally I, mean, I wanted to flip the steaks for me. Uh, yes, I mean, why? <laughs> when I are we getting there? The yes, can it give me a reach <laughs> around to too? too? Yes. So, you know, That's all next. Of, this. This, I agree, is where obviously everything is headed. If you look at the pellet portion of this, and Weber is certainly a part yeah. of this whole pellet portion, but it, it has been a race to get to apps. It's been a race to get to cloud and all of this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. much so that a sponsor of this show, Green Mountain Grills, a former sponsor of this show, Traeger, are now in court mm-hmm. because Traeger is claiming mm-hmm. that they have patent on uh, cloud-based controlled uh, cookers. And, you know, my... Concern is that if for whatever reason this is upheld in court down the line, that not only is Green Mountain Grill going to be in a really bad situation, but that could then open up Traeger to go after uh, any other company that makes app and cloud-based monitoring and controlling. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like Weber, like Danson, like everybody else that has something along these lines. So... Um, as far as that's concerned, do you do you think that that's something that might hold up in court uh, whenever that day I is I don't found? know. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, and I don't know. But I, I can observe this. Um, um, uh, uh, Apple Computer invented the iPhone. Um, and um, Samsung and LG and a million others came along and built a device that looks a heck of a lot like it. Right on down to the little icons on the on the on the screen, and uh, the, the 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 where the buttons are, and the cameras, and the functionality, the look and feel, and somehow they've gotten away with it. And Apple manages to protect themselves pretty well with uh, patents and trademarks. So I don't know how that world operates, but I think that um, you know if if Samsung could basically clone the Apple phone. I don't know how Traeger is going to stop Green Mountain or others from their version of cloud-based apps and uh, controllers. And, I, it, you know, I, it, it's possible. I know, for example, um, I, I, Maverick, I believe, has a patent on uh, radio frequency uh, thermometers. And that um, that has caused a real problem with a lot of the other thermometer manufacturers who want to have wireless controllers, and they had to use other technologies. They couldn't use RF, <laughs> um, whether they've had been able to get around it or, out, or outsmarted or outskirted. I don't know. Meathead from Amazing Ribs joining us here on the show. So. I mean, I would assume Weber's not overly concerned with any of that. Otherwise, maybe they would have uh, sandbagged this release and decided to see what happens, you know, with some of the other pellet cooker companies first. They're a big company. They got a lot of money. But, you know, I think Traeger is, too. Uh, I was talking with Doug Scheiding, one of your guys, and and he was saying that, uh, uh, you know, he thinks Traeger may be bigger than Weber financially. So who knows? Uh, Mita, do you have an update on the sauce and rub project? Yeah, this is great fun. Um, 
um, we have, um, I was trying to, you know, it just as I'm not trying to sell sauces and rubs here, but I thought it would be fun to let people follow the process. So we have, we, we've settled on three rubs. Um, and, uh, one is poultry, um, one is pork and the other is red meat. And there's been all this back and forth between us and old world spices who is going to manufacture them. And, uh, you know, we, they'd send us, I, we send them a, a, a recipe. They'd send us a sample. We'd send back requests to tweak it here, change it there. And then there's all this label stuff, getting the labels to comply and fit. Um, oh, I don't have it in front of me here. Um, but there's all these different kinds of bottles and you got to pick the right size bottle and the bottle shape. Uh, there's just a million decisions to make. And um, so we've, we have we have locked down the formula for the red meat one and the poultry one. And we're very close to the pork one. We're expecting the final samples on that. Then we move on to the sauces. And we originally were going to have three sauces. I think we're going to launch with just one. We've really been struggling to get the recipe right on the other two. <laughs> I really wanted to have a good mustard-based sauce. And they're just not they're just, just not getting close to where I want the recipe to be. So we'll keep fighting it, and we'll see. I mean, And if we can make some money at it, then we'll roll out some more rubs and some more sauces. But we're probably going to launch with three rubs and one sauce, and we've got the label designed. Um, I don't know if I showed you this, but here it is. Um, yeah, right it, there. Yeah. You rec recognize that ugly face? Yes. Handsome man, I might say. And, and if you look over my shoulder, you might see that's the same same thing face. Uh, yeah. Well, the whole idea there is is that we're we're going to um, take advantage of the fact that the book has sold a quarter of a million copies, um, and uh, we're putting that ugly face on the masthead of the website in March, um, and uh, now it's on the bottle. It's it's a, it's a, it's a marketing approach that I have long resisted. I just never felt like I needed to market myself. The brand was amazingribs.com. But when the book came out, you know, the book was originally titled The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling, and it was the publisher, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, insisted on calling it Meathead. Hmm. And I fought them on that <laughs> tooth and nail. Now it's taking over everything. Uh, you'll see the the the... the the, the, every page on the bloody damn website is going to have that ugly picture on it now. But the idea is, is we have over a million people a month come to the website. We think if they start to recognize that ugly face and they go to the grocery store and they see the same ugly face yes. on a rub or a sauce, it might connect with them. Absolutely. It's a brand. I think, you know, for the people that advertise on my show, you know, when they're right out of the gate, I say, is this something that you're just going to do for a month? Because if you're thinking about just doing it for a month, I'm going to say maybe save your money. This isn't the, the right concept for here. It's a long play. You want to hear the reads you know, week after week and then a month or two or three down the road when you're in the market for a grill or you're thinking about trying a new sauce or charcoal or whatever because you've been exposed to it week after week. The first thing in your head is, oh, I'm going to go to Big Pop Smokers or oh, I'm going to go buy Fogo Charcoal or I'm going to go buy a Pit Barrel Cooker, things along these lines. So uh, I, I, the branding and the continued exposure is something I fully agree with. 
And uh, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question when we come back here, Meathead. Uh, we're going to do a quick piece of business, and uh, we will come back with Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. I'll talk to you quickly about Primo Grills. Now, the website, Primo Grill, singular, PrimoGrill.com. What's different about the Primo Cooker than all of the other ceramic cookers out there right now? All the other ones are round. Okay, so if you like round cookers, stay tuned because I have a bit of breaking news for you. But what separates Primo mostly from everybody else is the shape. It's an oval shape. What does that matter? Well, you can really set up two-zone cooking here. So you can have the coals on one side. You can have a completely unfired side on the other. And that sets up two-zone cooking. And you can do it very easily with your ovals. You have an XL. You have a Jack Daniels edition XL. You also have a large. You also have a junior. Now, here's the bit of breaking. If, If you just have to have a round cooker, but you don't like the other name brands that are out there, Primo has a round cooker that you can get as well. But I would suggest looking at the oval. I mean, if it's just so mind-boggling in shape that you can't wrap your head around it, get the round one and be happy. They also have an extra-large gas ceramic cooker, if you can believe that. You go to the website primogrill.com and see where the dealers are and then visit a dealer near you, absolutely. And then check it out. They're coming out with a whole bunch of new accessories this year. 2021, Nick Bauer, president of Primo, told us about that the last time he was on the show. And you can join all of their social media groups and Facebook groups and get all the feedback that you need from other Primo fans. It's primogrill.com, and we're back with more Meathead right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well, but I would suggest going to CookinPellets.com first. That's C-O-O-K-I-N Pellets.com. Meathead, what's going on? Huh. I'm just, I got this cool new camera that's supposed oh. to be able to zoom <laughs> when I hold my hand up. Oh. And it's but you not had a question already coming out of break. I didn't want to leave you hanging. <laughs> I mean, you're fully focused as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's supposed to follow me. Look it is. That. It is following Look you. Look at you. Wow. This is the age of technology, Meathead. Oh, my goodness. How about that? Hey, you you got me into it. You're the one who convinced me to buy this fancy microphone. How do yes. I sound tonight? You sound you are in the sweet spot. That whole first segment, you're right <laughs> in the sweet spot, which I appreciate, okay. of course. Um, I wanted to ask you one last follow-up question on the month uh, or on the rubs and the sauce stuff. So we're launching with three rubs, launching with the sauce. Where are we at from a launch date? Uh, yeah, I'd like to see them on the market in April, uh, but that's out of my hands. Old World Spices is in control of the manufacture and uh, pr- label printing and uh, distribution. 
So I have no idea. I, I'm I'm really not in control of much mean? of this. You're going to pay them money and you have no idea when this stuff is going to potentially show up? I mean, where is it even going? Um, the, 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 the business side of it is, is kind of uh, complicated. Uh, but uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they have a program, um, and I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about it. But um, uh, they're fronting a lot of the expenses. Huh. Um, I, I think they wanted our product. Um, they're fronting uh, expenses, so and then they're taking a percentage of each bottle to recoup? Well, we'll, we'll get a percentage of it. They're, 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 they're getting the lion's share. Okay. <laughs> Got it. All right. So they're basically yeah. fronting it, and then... Uh, so do they have to reach a certain amount before you start getting money? Like are they do they need to recoup I'm costs sure, back? But I don't know what that amount I don't know what that amount wow. is. I, it. I hate to break the news. You're a terrible <laughs> businessman. Oh my goodness. I mean I would want to well, know a, I would want to know immediately when I'm gonna start seeing money and what the nuts are to cover. I mean, this is all stuff you gotta know. Well, I know what our I know what our percentage is. Um, and, and, but um, I, and I also know I'm I'm not gonna have to put much money up. So Yeah. So they could be very expensive. Otherwise, they'll get to it when they get to it. I guess this is what happens when and they. The last when thing they I wanted to do, the last thing I wanted to do was put a whole bunch of money into bottles. Yeah, I get it. And have them sit in a warehouse. Right. So I struck a deal where I don't have to. All right. So maybe April 2021. I would assume they'll give you some kind of heads up so you can start promoting it. Though we should know a little better soon. But it's been a fun process. If anybody out there um, wants to do it, um, uh, you, you can expect um, uh, it's recipe development. And, and, and you know, you're tasting, um, you're, 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 you're saying this is good, this is not. Um, there's five people on my team who are on the tasting panel for these rubs and spices. And we meet every couple of weeks to say, well, what do you think about the pork rub? You know, and, uh, we, we've got an online scorecard where everybody checks off what they thought about it. So we're doing it in a fairly controlled fashion. Um, and, uh, we're not always in hundred percent agreement. Um, I get to break all the ties because sure. it's my ugly face on the label. Yes, right. <laughs> But um, it's been a very fun process. It's very, you know, it's like doing a regular recipe. It's 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 creative. Do they tell you that normally, you know, like if I was going to go to them for a rub, do they suggest that you bring more than one to the table up front, or do they suggest starting with one and then if that takes off and you want to bring something else to market, then go ahead and start with number two. I mean, you're starting out with three rubs and a sauce Our, uh, after a goal of three yeah. sauces, three rubs. Our first conversation was, well, gosh, I've got rub recipes out the wazoo, and they, and they take it easy, you know. <laughs> and you know, we, the the cost of the product is dependent on what's in the bottle. Um, and you know, if you put in uh, expensive salts, uh, the product goes well. Salt is an issue. I, I, did we talk yes, about the salt yes, twice? Yeah, last month. Yes, because I've been I've made a whole big deal about you should not add salt to a rub, and we're we're essentially forced to do it to be competitive in price because salt's cheap. Um, from a from a culinary standpoint, um, I think it's very important that you apply salt well in advance, and then the herbs and spices can go on at any time. Um, but um, uh, the, 
can't you can't compete in the marketplace that way. All right, so uh, we'll get another update from you in March when we get there, and we'll see if April is really a jump-off point or if it's going to be pushed back at that point. Are you still planning on uh, doing a meetup this year in person? Yes. Yes, we are go. We have sold out the meetup in Memphis. There's 400 seats. Wow. All 400 are taken. There's um, 15 exhibitor spaces, and half of those are sold, and we've got some really good exhibitors. Um, uh, Slow and Sear, Hasty Bake, Green Mountain, um, uh, uh, several other really nice brands that uh, uh, we're looking forward to sharing with our our friends and family. Um, and uh, we've got a great program. Um, Mark Lambert, who is the uh, Wizard of Whole Hogs, is going to do a uh, a whole hog demo for us and. Uh, we're going to have a seminar on Memphis uh, history and um, the uh, state of the art of barbecue in Memphis, what makes Memphis barbecue special. And we're going to have a tasting of Memphis. We're going to have a bunch of restaurants come down. To, and we're at the Peabody Hotel, which is the grand old hotel in Memphis. And uh, then we're going to wrap it all up on a Sunday night with a party at Silky O'Sullivan's. And... Uh, then we got to drag everybody from Beale Street back to the hotel. Uh, when is this <laughs> set to go off? Um, August 27 through 29, that, which puts us right on the edge of when they say we should be approaching herd immunity. If they continue, if they can ramp up this vaccination program, we should be good to go. Um, if the if, if the vaccination program falls through, we will probably have a lot of cancellations. Meathead, can we talk about ratings for a second from AmazingRibs.com and how they might affect the relationship with manufacturers? For instance, uh, the last mm. number of weeks, the uh, Spark Grill has been a hot topic. I had the founder mm -hmm. on the show mm -hmm. uh, January. Max has gotten his hands and recently released the official review to AmazingRibs.com. Mm -hmm. He's going to be on the show here in a couple of weeks to really get into the guts of the whole thing and talk about his experience mm -hmm. with it. But when you read the review at the end, it says uh, not recommended. So That's right. I'm wondering what kind of a feedback process you guys have with Spark. Uh, is there a request from a manufacturer to say, hey, if you're going to take a dump on my product, can you please call me first so we can have some kind of a, a debrief? Or do you say, hey, if you're giving it to us, we're just going to let both barrels fly and, and away you go. How does that whole process work? We, we have a formal document that we send to anyone who wants us to review their product, and it explains the process. And um, basically, it's um, ship it to us exactly the way. First of all, we won't take any Kickstarters or anything that is not in final retail packaging, and that's what it has to be shipped to us in. And we can't take an experimental version or a beta copy. Um, and uh, we take our time with it. It takes as long as it takes. Max tests grills and smokers. Clint does a lot of the accessories. So do I. Um, David is our pizza guy, and he does all the pizza tools. And we're very, very rigid about the process. And then when we're done, we write up the results. It goes around the circle. Everybody proofs it and edits it and asks questions like, well, did you try this? Did you try that? 
Um, is this why that didn't work or whatever? And uh, when it's wrapped up, we send the review to the manufacturer to check it for factuality. Um, we want them to tell us, did we get it right? Did we say, you know, it has five wheels when there's only four wheels? Um, did we say it's made out of uh, 304 stainless when it's 403? And so we want factual feedback. Occasionally we get more than factual feedback. Occasionally we get, you guys are a bunch of bozos, you're assholes, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Not often. Um, I've got a very famous uh, grill manufacturer whom I really respected and I gave a top mark to, but I dared to criticize their digital controlling system and said it was like 1980s. And uh, they're not talking to me anymore. Who, and it, you Who know, is it's that? Really, Name them really right tough. now. Here we go. Who are they? Mac. Mac. They don't talk to you anymore? No, no. Oh, I love dear. those guys. I gave them our, we gave them a platinum medal. Yes. But I, but I did say that the digital controller. You said it right here on the show. And I didn't yes. like it. And, uh, but because it was an option, it's not a, a standard part. It didn't affect my score. I, I, I didn't want to uh, knock them down on an option. And they, they won't answer my phone call. I sent them the, the review to check for factuality. They never responded to that. You know, we've had another one, Bullseye. Uh, um, what's the name of the... Uh, Rectech. makes the Bullseye? Rectech, thank you. Rectech, Bullseye. Uh, they threatened us. They called us names. Oh. Um, now, now this one that you're just mentioning, the, uh, the Spark. This is a really interesting concept, really advanced design for a, for a charcoal grill. Uh, kind of dovetails into what we were talking about earlier. Yes. It's a charcoal grill with a built-in controller and thermometer and a, and, a, and a single briquette that's about the size of a book. And um, uh, unfortunately, it's not ready for prime time. And Max gave it a do not buy. And uh, he sent it to them, and they, they, they responded like adults. Um, they admitted that we're that they were struggling with the with, with the charcoal brick, and that they think they've got it, and that it'll be repaired very shortly. And uh, we both think that if they can overcome some of the problems, they've got a really cool device here. But at the moment, it's not living up to billing and expectations. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, that, that's unfortunately the way it works. Fortunately, we don't have an advertising salesman. We don't chase after these people to buy advertising. Um, we keep it. You know, I'm an old fart. I went to journalism school. I in journalism school, I learned keep advertising and editorial separate. I don't know who buys advertising. They buy uh, advertising on our website is purchased through a third party. It's called a network, and I don't know who buys. And when I view the site. Um, because I run the Pitmaster Club and I'm a Pitmaster Club member, we block all ads from Pitmaster Club members. So I never see who's advertising on the website. Yeah. I don't know if Traeger's advertising or Spark or somebody, and I don't care. Um, uh, most of the ads, I think, come from non-barbecue-related products. So we just, you know, we if, 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 if it aggravates somebody and they don't want to um, buy advertising on our site, we'll... I mean, our largest revenue stream now is our membership. Um, that members are who support us. This is like NPR and PBS. Um, it affords us the luxury of not having to kiss up to anybody. Uh, Meathead, we have the Valentine's Day holiday coming up on Sunday. If folks are looking to 
wow their lover, whatever that looks like these days. Uh, do you have any suggestions or something that you might be making? I haven't decided what I'm making yet. I, I, I thought I was going to make some fondue. This, which is, And I've been playing with making fondue in a um, flower pot with charcoal. Can I ask a question? Yeah, I got it. I, got it. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I would have normally ever asked this question, but I only grew up with one kind of fondue, and that was with Cheese? oil in a pot with beef cubes. Huh? That was it. Yeah, uh, I didn't okay. had no idea that there was cheese fondue or chocolate yeah, fondue that's the original, I think. or anything. It was it was uh, it was boiling oil meat. Yeah, I think the original fondue, uh, Swiss perhaps, uh, was. Um, uh, cheese with Kirschwasser, which is a liqueur, and uh, you dunk bread in it, or you could dunk other things in it, but it usually it's just bread. Um, and then um, came chocolate fondue, which is you know, then you can you can dunk bananas and strawberries, and uh, or or oil, and we've done it with oil. You can put raw pieces of meat in there, potato, um, uh, salami was one of my favorites. Huh. Um, and, and then you have Shabu Shabu, which is, um, uh, an Asian variation on the theme and, uh, hot pots. Uh, but the concept is, is usually it's an electric burner or a pot with an electric element in it. And I'm all about outdoor cooking. So I, I'm, I'm playing with doing it in a ceramic, like a flower pot with charcoal in there. And so you can sit outdoors on a nice summer day. <laughs> God, can't sit outdoors now. Oh. I got over a foot of snow here. Uh, I am so tired of running my snowblower. Um, but um, uh, I'm playing with that, and uh, uh, who knows? But uh, I haven't decided. I think if you really want to blow somebody away, a lover, um, it's pretty hard to beat a great steak. Yeah. Um, you know, inch and a half to two inch. USDA Prime, if you can get it. Um, time's a waste, and you, if you're going to order, you better order it now. Uh, but if you've got a grocer that sells Prime or Wagyu, um, uh, that's really certain to wow somebody if you don't overcook it. Well, there it is. If you have any other questions or you need some guidance, you go to AmazingRibs.com, as millions of people are doing each and every month. And you can find Meathead right here on the show the second Tuesday of every month. Meathead, always appreciate the time, and we will see you in March. Yes, and sorry I was a little late here this this evening. Uh, thanks for uh, ad-libbing over it. Yes, of course. <laughs> My pleasure. There he is, Meathead, right there from AmazingRibs.com. And we will see him back in March. As he agrees uh, unknowingly with Sam the Cooking Guy, uh, Sam was going filet, but Meathead's talking about a prime or Wagyu, maybe a, a ribeye. So steak seem, or beef in general seems to be the play for this coming Sunday. Uh, I'll be at uh, volleyball in Columbus. That's a whole other thing going on. All right, uh, when we come back, we will wrap the first hour. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. They have a choice line. They have a prime line if you want to save some bucks. We still want the same great size at Jim Bowie or Daniel Boone. You can get the choice line. You can save some money. You get great cooking capacity. You get great reliability. You get great wood smoke flavor. 
and the convenience of pellets dialing it in. Now, if you want to level up a little bit on the tech and the build quality, things like this, Primeline is what you're going to want to take a look at. So you have a peeking window on the main cooking chamber on the pellet hopper. You got two internal meat probes. You have Wi-Fi connectivity. You can download the app and control the heat on that cooker right from your phone. Very easy to do. Both of those can accommodate the pizza oven insert that I tell you about each and every week. You can go out to Amazon and find the pizza oven insert if you have a dealer near you. And you can find one, GreenMountainGrills.com. Go to the dealer portion, find a dealer near you. And then typically the dealers are stocking a bunch of the Green Mountain Grill accessories to include that pizza oven. It was flying off the shelves two years ago when it came out. So they should have a nice stock now. If they don't, tell them to order it, and then you will buy it when it comes in. And then you can have high-heat pizza on top of the convenience of doing your traditional low-and-slow barbecue or your uh, smoke roasting, as Stephen Reichman likes to call it. But either way... Green Mountain Grills is the place to go. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard 2 is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232. Fireboard 2, Fireboard 2 Drive, and Fireboard 2 Pro. Dan is, uh, whoa, Dan is weighing in. National Pizza Day, by the way. That's right. I knew that. If time allowed, we were going to get into grilling pizza with Meathead. Time did not allow. So we did not do that. But I saw pizza all over social media today. It could be a better day for pizza where I'm at. Like about 50 degrees warmer, maybe 70 degrees warmer. I think we made it up to 15. So I wouldn't mind an 85 degree day. I would take 60 degrees. I would take 50 degrees. I'd take 30 degrees. Thanks again to Meathead for joining me for the past two segments. I would love your input as well, as we were talking about at the top of his interview segment. Weber is coming out with even more connected gas grills, both in the Genesis line and on the Spirit line. Alerting you when to flip or when you should be taking the meat off the grill. Perfect temperatures, all that stuff. Is this part and parcel? Are we here now and it's only going to increase from here? Do you see this as being just a trend at this point? Or do you think that will it will become even more aggressive to where you're you're basically just turning something on, putting something in, and then beep, it will magically do ev- all the work for you, the flipping and the probing and all that other stuff, the injecting. By the way, Meathead is getting his book narrated. I think I saw a Twitter, a tweet, a tweetle. 
All right, for refresher libations, we're heading to the second hour, whether you like it or not. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. Be right back.